Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Mike. And today, Crypto Boys are with me. Many Let's thanks go. for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's free to join. Crypto Boys, how you doing, boys? What up, Mike? How's it going, buddy? It's going, man. It's going. I, I, I thought I'd give Joey and Imran a night off because, you know, they had the big, the big meetup in London. And to be honest right. with you, I had a video before, like earlier, and they just both looked done. Like, Did they really? <laughs> they, looked, <laughs> they looked like they had had 12 hangovers. IK doesn't drink, though. So, like, that's how tired he was. But yeah, anyways, all good. Joe, how you doing? Colin, what's going on? Excellent, my man. Always good to be back on. We appreciate you. Now that everyone can see us, actually, uh, we have to apologize to everyone with the headphone situation. We have one headphone right now that works, but hey, we, we make it happen. So we thought we figured it out, but you guys know us, not tech guys. We didn't figure it out. And I do have something to add, Mike, real quick, is that can we all three agree the only time, not that I don't know anything about you, Mike, if you've been there before, but the only time we go to London is for another cheeky crypto meetup. Like, can we all just go? I, I mean, so supposedly there's going to be one in December. Oh, really? So, yeah. And so there's a Bitcoin conference also October 29th in London. So I got to figure out my passport first. So I'm going to go. It's either going to be the October 29th thing, which I don't think I can get it fast enough, or no. it's going to be in December. Have you applied for your passport yet? I have not. But there's an expedited process that you can do. You have to pay like 250 bucks to do it, though. Yeah, it. Uh, There's no such thing as expedite good luck. right now. <laughs> good luck. <in> <laughs> Wait, how long does it really take? It takes about six months sometimes. Fantastic. So to all of our listeners <laughs> Maybe and viewers, so to everyone that's listening in and watching, I probably won't be there again. <laughs> <laughs> you It'll might, you, you know, to be honest, by then you might be out. I don't know. But I know a guy in my gym personally that it, he did the expedited process. He did get refunded for it. It took over six months to get his passport. <sighs> yeah. And, and probably because... Travel restrictions have been lifted a little bit. I bet you tons of people are trying to travel now. All, all over. Uh, I guess I should probably look into that. Anyways, let's get into some crypto chat. I'm going to take a look at this wild and crazy market that we've been in. So total cryptos, 20,401. I'm sure there is a lot of shit in there. Uh, market cap total, still over a trillion. And let's look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Hovering around $23,310. Gentlemen, what is y'all's take from this past week with Ethereum's pump, Bitcoin's pump? You know, obviously we had all of the, the Fed stuff. The, you know, I don't think we've chatted with you guys since all of that ha happened um, with all the economic stuff. But what, what's kind of y'all's take from this past week of the general macro, I guess, environment here in the U.S.? Yeah, what I'll say is uh, after the meeting that came out with the 75 basis points, I mean, you guys have talked about it. We've talked about it. Everyone was kind of, I guess, like, well, that's good because maybe it's what we expected and it's not terrible. So I guess you can make an argument that that pumped the market. I mean, over the last week, though, this has been quite a pump. It's been yeah. a really hmm, like kind of sketchy pump, if you ask me, in the sense of like, I don't know who's doing this. I don't know where it's coming from. Like the retail investors are not in the market anymore. You guys have talked about that. We've talked about it to go up that much that quickly. It feels a little sketchy to me. That's all I'll say. So here's my opinion on it. It's, it's very similar to probably what Joe just said, but 
Now, if you look back in 2017, uh, bear bull run, whatever, and you saw the 30, the three 30% pumps that we had is that there were way less institutional and whale buying back then than there is now with the amount of capital that they currently have. You got to remember over the last two years, 80% of the U S dollar was printed. So you know where most of that money went? Not to us and not to you, Mike. It went to the richest people who have most of the money. There were PPP loans out there. I mean, I know people who got millions on it. And those are the people with the money who are going to manipulate and, char and charge this market, if it's exchanges, if it's brokerage, whatever it is, to get it high enough to eventually dump it so they can continually make money. But do I think that we're in some sort of, yeah, we're going to the moon phase? Absolutely not. Like, no way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the macro supports it i think it was kind of a relief thing like okay good he didn't do 100 basis points awesome what mm. was shocking to me was the fact that the gdp came in negative which puts back-to-back -back months of negativity which technically should trigger a recession right. white house comes out and says it's not a recession we're in quote-unquote uh transition <laughs> yeah yeah and then <laughs> made up and then yeah here's what bothers me the most then you look at wikipedia that shit is the shadiest thing ever. It, <laughs> the definition of recession was changed 22 times in 24 hours. Seriously? Yeah, dead ass serious. You can look that up. What? Yeah, you, you cannot trust anything really that's no. all. Because, because I was asking no. people, like, like economist type people, like people that have cool like high-level degrees, like what is the definition of a recession? And all of them have said basically – the the years over years we have decided basically as a group that we just say if it's two quarters of negative gdp that's a recession yeah there's mm -hmm. other factors that come into play there with jobs being created and things like that but that's never been a factor that it's like well there's still more jobs people are doing okay so we're not in a recession you can't go by feel it's not subjective it is objective data you can't just change that you can't change the rules well now technically Somehow data does get changed because there's always a oh, retraction yeah. mm -hmm. to oh, yeah. what comes out, right? So yes. I think the Atlanta Fed had the GDP at negative two point something. Well, it came out as negative 0.9%. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the Atlanta Fed is generally 99% accurate. Like yes. they, they usually are pretty accurate. So yes. it's, it's manipulated. Now, here's the funny thing about the Wikipedia thing. That is, it's now locked. Somebody called Wikipedia and locked it. So you can't change it anymore. And they've adjusted it to fit the administration's definition of recession. Well, so, who and do you think has the power to lock a Wikipedia page? It's not, it's not Joe it's and not, Colin. It's or not Mike. us. It's not the little guys. It's the rich guys. It's, and it's, you know, it's, it's, this is not a political podcast, but this just goes into like, yeah, this no. goes into what, what, what the three of us are trying to explain is like, there's a lot of manipulation going on in, in all of the markets, whether it be the stocks or, or, or crypto. Um, there's way too much manipulation. It's a scary market to be in. I'm not, I am completely 100% in USDT. I am not in any trades. I sold the rest of my stuff. I'm just waiting because Shit's going to hit the fan eventually, and a lot of people are going to get caught out, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But just the fact that they would change even the simple definition of recession 22 mm -hmm. times in 24 hours is the sketchiest shit I've ever seen. Well, here's like, my question on it is, what percentage of the population do you think even knows that that happened? Like, not, like oh, not a lot. Do you think, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like you, had to dig, you have to dig for the article. 
Dude, you yeah. got to dig for the article. You got to you got to find when, you know, you guys are talking about it. You got to find people that actually understand a little bit deeper, like just the average. Well, like, Joe Colin, Schmoen's you didn't know. I just no I just idea. said that. And you were like, for real? Yeah. No kids crazy. And, and Absolutely you guys are clued up in crypto. Like you're mm. you're watching shit every day and you didn't even know that. Right. So no idea. Like, that's the it's a lot of shady shit. Going on. Yeah. You, I mean, how would you even know to even look at it? Like, right. I would not know. I don't even you would never think that you needed to do that. But when you think about it, retail, the people who are going to be dumb enough to get in and, and believe this stuff and believe we're not in a recession or we are whatever, they're going to check Wikipedia. You're 100% right. But for me, I'm not looking at Wikipedia. Well, that's well, that's because when you go to Google and you type in what's the definition of recession, the first thing that pops up is Wikipedia. Exactly. Definition right. of recession. Yep. And, and, and I think somebody had dug down deep enough into the Wikipedia something I don't remember exactly what it was, but they had seen it was a list. I might I might have actually taken a screenshot of it, but there was literally a list this long of change definitions all the <laughs> way down. It was insane. insane. Yeah. So anyways, completely off topic. Uh, well, kind of on topic because yeah. we were talking about the shadiness of. But you were you mentioned something about exchanges and. Uh, my thought process right now on how exchanges are surviving is liquidations, right? So moving the market, market movers. Um, that's what these pumps are, in my opinion, because you guys will probably agree with me. There is not enough retail for, for them to be moving the price the way that they are. Retail can't do it. It's, it's, it's market makers. It's big whales. It's people just trying to move the market so they can make some money. This is my opinion, obviously. I don't know if you guys agree with that. You can totally disagree if you want, but I just don't see retail moving the price of Bitcoin the way it's been moving. No, I'm right with you. I think, you know, if, if you're a CZ, if you own Binance, if you're a billionaire and, and you're able to manipulate the market in the sense of, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw, saw a stat one time, it was like over 70% of the amount of money that uh, Binance made like in one week was because of liquidations and mm -hmm. people just getting absolutely wrecked left and right. Um, this is when it was really volatile um, going on earlier this year. But however, um, you know, if you have the amount of capital to just just tank the market or send it to the roof, I mean, that's going to destroy those longs and shorts. And that's that's the only way at this point. I agree with you 100 percent that they're making any money. We are well, uh, we were under a trillion dollar market class. They move the stock market, which is what, 25 trillion or whatever it was. I can't even remember how much it was, but whatever it is, they move that. Think about what they can do with the crypto market. Right. Yeah, I think last month. So if I go on to TradingView and I look at the monthly, uh, last month was one of the largest moving months for Bitcoin in a very long time, up 17% in, in that month, right? And all there was was negative news. Yeah, you, you figure I, that I, one. I, so you guys watching, you guys come up with your own theories, but, and, and we're not theorizing. These are strictly our opinion. Uh, on 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 these topics, but it's just it's a lot of shady shit. Please just don't FOMO into yeah, this I think, shit. No, I think a good a good piece right here would be you guys listening right now, like the people listening to the podcast or watching us right now. Like, what are your thoughts right now? Like, where is it coming yeah. from? Where is it going? I mean, drop comments below um, because we're interested to see what other people are thinking as well. Well, I love what you guys brought up retail. So let me give you guys just a little story on our Bitcoin mining group is that we had the opportunity to buy the exact same miners used because another group got liquidated because they over leveraged their miners. We uh, came in contact with 1300 miners. We obviously weren't going to buy 1300, but we could buy some. We bought these miners for 9,800 each uh, just a few months ago 
we could have bought them each for $4,700. The same miners we just bought for half off in our group, uh, the consensus of the nine people in our group said no. Said no, because Mm. they don't want to get in. They don't want to put any more into the market. And I'm like pushing them to go pushing, pushing, but they didn't want to do it. So I got outvoted. It was what it was, but that is where retail is right now. You can get it half off and they don't want it, but they're willing to pay double the freaking price six months ago. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And the stock market's like 93 trillion. Not. I'm curious about the the mining thing. Can you explain more so what you were just talking about? Like, what do you guys kind of have a Dow in a way that is controlling no, just friends. Just a, just a yeah, just, real life people. Yeah, no, just, no just, doubt, no doubt yeah, going just, on. Just a group. So we we literally <laughs> got buddies. a group together, and and this is how it all started. Is that me, uh, Tanner, the guy who got us into crypto, and my buddy Sean were like, hey, let's get a miners together. We were all gonna buy two. My mom walks out of the house. She's like, are you guys doing the crypto mining? I just read an article on that. Let me in. She wants to buy two. Then her <laughs> friend wants to buy two. Then these two friends, we owed this guy like $157,000 on a Monday. And, and we were like, well, we ordered too many. So then two more guys were like, Hey, we'll each buy two miners too. And that's just how it happened. We didn't even ask people. It just, it just happened. And we have nine people in the group now. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. It happened within three days. It was fast. Cool. Three days. You know, and I do remember you actually having a conversation saying, guys, when this bear market hits hard, we got to buy more. Yes. Like this, this is the time to do it. Like we got to buy more of them. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, cool. We'll, buy more, back, we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Going back to that conversation. And now it's like, whoa, we're in a bear market, bro. I, don't, <laughs> well, I can't afford to do it now. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are all super rich. I'm the broke one. And you're going <laughs> to, whatever. That's interesting. So, so we just had Bitcoin's monthly close. Uh, looks like we closed the month above the 200 week moving average. Ooh. Bullish. Oh, Bullish. oh my God. We're, we're going, going to the, to the moon. moon. Everybody we're going to the moon. Everybody if, I, if, I went, if I pulled up Twitter right now, it's probably, oh my God, we we closed above it. <laughs> we're finally going to go to 30K. Oh God. No, we're not. <laughs> I, I personally do not think we're going to. I do think there's going to be a bull trap that is set uh, coming up, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, hey, look, it closed above it. It closed by like, 500 bucks above it. It's probably going to be looked at as bullish amongst traders. But then again, I think people are just going to get caught out again. But what y'all's thoughts? I mean, it finally closed above the 200 week moving average. Is that a good thing? Bad thing? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I would I would disagree with you. It's not a trap. I would take all of the money that you have, put it into the market right now, buy as much Bitcoin as possible. Actually, I'd probably long it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, don't call. do that. Don't do that. Totally. He's totally being facetious. Do yes, not do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, in my personal opinion, just I don't think the same way. I wish I could think the way Nick does and how great he is at TA, but I don't think that way. I think like realistically, what is going to push this market up anytime soon? And how are we going to get retail back anytime soon? And then if it does crab market till December, you're telling me that it's going to crab market in the way of increasing. There's no way. It just doesn't make sense. If the, the, I mean, typically one of my best things I've ever heard from uh, one of the doctors I trained, he's like, if it sounds like a dog and you walk around the house and it barks like a dog, it looks like a dog and you go around the house and you expect to see a dog and you see an elephant. No, typically it's going to be a dog. Like, and that's what I feel. I think that there's a dog barking and it looks like a dog. So I'm just going to think it's a dog. Yeah. I, um, it's a shame. There's YouTubers out there that are shilling that, you know, Bitcoin closed above the weekly moving average. We're going to move up. 
Who knows where we're going to move? We've made the reversal. We've made the turn. I just mm-hmm. don't see in – I'm not trying to call anybody out, but I don't see in their right mind how they could think remotely that we're in a phase that would be a positive for stocks, for you know economics in general. What would make someone think that we're, we're, we're going to move up? I mean, we're going to get into the China default mm-hmm. situation in a little bit, but I think we talked about this beforehand, just YouTube sentiment, Twitter sentiment. Uh, these guys that have millions and millions of followers, they could care less what info. They just want views. Mm-hmm. They just want views. And the average person is going to try to find the biggest channels to find to because they think they have a million subscribers. They must be really good at this. They must know the market. They must follow everything and they must give a shit. And it sucks that most don't because they can never provide data. I think that's Mm -hmm. the problem that I have. And which is what is so great about Chris and Nick. They, they provide data to you that says, this is what backs up my opinion. What are y'all thoughts? Here's, here's the issue I have. And I love that you brought that up because it's something that I've been wanting to say for a while now is that when you get that big and now you have this much overhead and now you have to, you live this lifestyle and you're buying Lamborghinis, and you're buying boxes at every single stadium, and you're flying private everywhere. What do you have to do to keep up your lifestyle? What do you have to do? You got to keep You've got to make a ton you of gotta money. You got to shill your Bybit freaking. Well, right. and, and how are you going to do that in a bear market? Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure something out. And I'm not saying that it's marketing. Anybody, that's, and that's exactly right. right. I'm not saying anybody's doing that or who whomever's doing that. I'm saying that is happening. That is 100% happening. Because when you do these things and you get to that level, I think you lose the little guy a little bit. And I, we've, we've been lost for months on those type of channels. And that's why we follow Cheeky so closely because you know you're going to get factual information backed up by things they truly believe in. And they will show you right in front of your face. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one, of the, one of the pieces too is like things that get clicks or like that, that you want to hear are like really one-sided opinion. Whether you like it or not, you tune into that in your mind, like, like whether it's good or bad, um, like someone who's really hard on one side of like, it is going to the moon, whether you like it or not, you're like, that's, that's, I like seeing that and hearing that. I don't know what it is, but you don't like the people that are like in the middle of the road, providing you data, doing the simple stuff, doing the boring stuff. Like that's just not like your normal person personality to want to listen to. It takes a, it takes a separate type of mind to actually think that way. Cause like, that's the way you should be thinking, but it's harder to think that way. Yeah, what's what's interesting about Nick is when he does his technical analysis is he'll get comments in there that's telling him he's 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 dumb, doesn't have any clue what he's talking about. So he uses he uses Zilliqa as an example. So you remember a couple months ago when Zilliqa had that massive pump up to like what was it, twenty eight cents yeah, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So Nick was calling for a four cent Zilliqa. Where where is Zilliqa right now? Uh, 0.043 cent. Yeah, say it's four three cents. <laughs> right. So so it's it's interesting, but he backed that up with data and said mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. Sure, it took a couple months to happen, but because I saw something on Twitter and it's someone he's got a huge Twitter account. So in the morning, he posted a very bullish looking structure. He doesn't do TA, he took it from one of his guys, mm-hmm. posted this really bullish structure. <laughs> Eight hours later, that structure, little whatever wedge had broken down. And so then he had to go back and say, see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> now this is someone that has like a million followers. Oh my God. But they could just, they just go back and they're like, oh, we'll just laugh it off. No big deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's like, it, it just, it drives me crazy. So 
I, uh, that's why I only follow, I follow four, four people in the YouTube space. You guys, because you keep shit real and I appreciate it because you're just like, you're just like us, right? Everyday retailers, we own businesses, we work a job, we got families, we got shit we got going on, right? Mm -hmm. Adam Bergman, that dude's a genius. That dude is smart. He does his research. He backs his shit up. And so I appreciate that and I respect it. And then obviously George from Cryptos R Us. Now, mm -hmm. George is always, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin pumps all, you know, it's right around the corner. You know, I've been, I've been hearing that shit since November, you know, that Bitcoin's going to 100K, still not at 100K, but, mm -hmm. you know, I lost a lot of money on George's Cadena Fest. So, but, but George is very good about news articles and keeping yes. you in the know. And mm -hmm. so I respect him for that. But who do you guys follow in the YouTube space? Who do you guys value? Obviously, you're, you, you, you're with Cheeky Crypto. You, you like Chris and Nick, but who else? Um, I, I almost exclusively watch. I do start. I did start watching Adam a lot lately, just because he is so smart and so ahead of the game. And I think I feel like I can learn a lot. Like I never want to be the smartest guy in the room. As soon as I am, I got to get out of the freaking room. Like I got to go immediately. Like, it, like I, 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 this is a dumb ass room if I'm the smartest dude in this room. So that's why I like watching him and cheeky. I mean, Nick and, and Chris are beyond whatever I can even comprehend right now. And uh, honestly, it's George because I need info fast. Like you just said, we work full-time jobs. I worked eight hours this morning before most people even worked up on a Sunday. So I don't have time to go through every news article. George hits the ones that I would typically be interested in. So that's where I go. Yeah, my other one I'll add to that is uh, I want to I want to put an asterisk right next to it before I even say it. But careful. I watch, yeah, I know. And mm. I know I watch BitBoy. OK, everyone's like, oh, my God, don't do that or do do that. Yeah. But the Some only reason that I watch his channel quite a bit is to understand where people are coming from and thinking because he has millions of subscribers, right? And he's super opinionated on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's going to push and that's going to drive the market. If you're thinking one way and telling millions of people, this project's going to do well, or this project sucks. I hate it. Don't ever do it. Yeah. It just like, happened with that style. Ex yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Two you know, Fridays so ago. Yep. But look at that wick from two Fridays ago. That's yep. BitBoy. Yep, exactly. That's yep. exactly right. You know, so yep. so to to be in the know of like what people are hearing and what people are thinking. I mean, sure. I don't want to say it and not that I think he's a whale, but kind of is. But like swim with the whales a little bit or at least pay attention to what they're doing. It makes sense. So yeah, other than it the makes other sense. Channels, yep, th those channels that we talked about and him a little bit. Those are the kind of the ones that we go. to. I watch uh, Wendy O's shorts a lot, too. Her I'll be honest. Her shorts are freaking awesome. So and what what else about um, BitBoy that I'll add in just a little bit? Is that I think too? Like, what do you think he's on right now? What has he been pushing so hard lately? And do you think that that has anything to do with its pump? What has everything he's been saying lately? Have you guys noticed that? I don't, Ethereum, I don't watch him. The Ethereum merge, the ETH merge. It's the biggest thing in the world. That is the next big. Well, it's I think probably ETH maximalist, right? Uh, well, I think that has a lot, a lot to do with what's what's been pumping the market too. I really do believe that because you're right. He is very on top of exactly what he's saying. And he's very opinionated about it. It's kind of like the well, Andrew Tate effect. Have well, you guys look, seen e him lately? ETH Maxi guys, ETH Maxi guys have been waiting for this merge for forever, right? So, forever. and the developers yes. are coming out saying it's coming. In fact, I think it's supposed to go live. Uh, well, it's supposed to launch, launch September 19th. Yeah. It's supposed to be transitioning starting August 6th through the 12th. That's mm -hmm. from their lead developer. I covered it the other day. So if those things take place, which there's probably going to be issues, there's always issues. 
right? It's already taken them. Feels like a lifetime to get to this point. Yes. Can there be issues? Possibly. Yes. I will say there's one other YouTuber that I have started watching recently, and it's more so for his education stuff um, where he, he will cover like say a sector and then talk about projects right now, whether or not he's invested in those projects. So those are the ones he chooses, uh, Paul Barron. So Paul Barron network. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. We're not, but, but he, we'll write it down. He goes in depth into projects. So like, I'm not really good at reading and retaining information. So I learn better by watching. And mm -hmm. so what's, what's, good about Paul Barron is he'll go in depth. He'll pull up some articles. Like he did a whole entire segment on Matic and ZK rollups and things like that. So it's, and, and that's how I learn. So mm -hmm. that's a good one. It's, it goes over macro stuff and things like that, but it's, he's, he's more of a tech guy. I think it's not really like, I haven't watched him enough to figure out, okay, is he a Bitcoin maxi or ETH maxi, or is he just an overall crypto maxi? I think that's mm -hmm. what he is to be fair. So well, it's one, one to check out. Well, why don't we, and why don't we ask the people out there, throw down in the comments below, yeah, what please. are we missing? Who are we missing? There's no way us three have enough to catch up on everybody in the crypto right. space. We're missing someone out there who might be the next big thing. We want to yeah. know. We want to get them on the you know channel, talk to them, do whatever we can do, but put it down in the comments below. Yeah, I'm definitely looking. I'm, I'm kind of looking for someone soon that is like big into macroeconomics. Like that is what they covered. That's it. Macroeconomics, whether it's not just stocks, it's not just crypto, it's just macroeconomics, but an in-depth version. That's who, I think that's who we're trying to kind of locate right now. So if anybody watches someone like that, please post a comment, put it in the comments down below. Um, now, you know, the one person I'm thinking for you real quick, Mike, is that has a big channel that does a decent job of that is a financial friend. Is my financial friend. He's got like 300,000 followers. And he does a good amount of that stock and crypto, mostly yeah. crypto though, and does a good job. I might have to, might have to tag in Chris and Nick on that one because our little uh, mm -hmm. nine hundred subs might not quite get that guy here. <laughs> but we're <laughs> getting knows? there. Hey, we're making our way. We're almost. <coughs> Who knows? It's the bear market. Anything can happen. <clears throat> yeah, we're at uh, close to nine hundred subs, so we'll nice, see, dude. Right around the corner to that one k. All right, let's talk about why I think Bitcoin's gonna dump. China housing crisis. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Evergrande. Ooh, it's bad. Yeah, it's horrible. Right. Mm -hmm. So just a couple articles that I found today. Let's see. These were the these were the titles of them. Evergrande misses deadline for three billion dollar debt restructuring plan. Now, this is the second time that they've missed that deadline. The first time was December 2021. And for our viewers, go back and look at those charts. It looked like this, right? This is what it looks like, going straight down. So it's not being covered in the massive headlines right now. Back in December, it was covered massively across CNBC. You know, it says Evergrande defaults, right? It's not being covered at all. The other person, let's see, Chinese developer Evergrande unit, Evergrande's unit ordered to pay out 1.1 billion. So another sector of Evergrande, Evergrande's massive. Right. So they have sectors within sectors within mm -hmm. sectors. One of those has to pay out 1.1 billion for, for defaulting on something. <laughs> it, it gets worse. One second. Trying to find it. Uh, yeah, here it is. So Asia's richest woman loses half her $24 billion fortune in China property crisis. What? Yeah. Uh oh. He's, 
these are the news are these are the these are the headlines that's not in the states yet. It's not here. That be talked about. What's your what's your guys thoughts? Give me a little something. You're in shock right now. No, neither one well, of you want to talk. Well, he, he, well here's the thing that's going to happen and really the effect that's going on in China still has a lot to do with what's going on with the pandemic. So a lot of that is going to run the way that happens. And then once that starts to filter over to us and these large companies start going out, you just said 24 billion, half of that gone. When that starts to happen and those assets and things and that uh, liquidity starts getting pulled out of the crypto market, crypto market ain't that big right now. So what is that going to do to us over here? I mean, I think we all know. I think we all know. Yeah. Yeah. We're not professionals in the housing market by any no. means. I wish we were. We talked about it one time of getting into it, but uh, we're not, <laughs> um, especially especially not no. in China's housing market. No. However, I mean, we we see the writing on the wall here and guys, it ain't good. It ain't mm. good. So tread lightly. Well, and well, so I can tell you this, too. So we just built a house, whatever. And a lot of people have been telling me lately, why would you build a house now? You know, why don't you wait or whatever it may be? And I don't know if this has anything to do with what's going on there, but the but it, it kind of does is that if and I just talked to a builder today because our builder was at our house today. He's like, Colin, the worst thing that can happen is if the housing market starts to crash. Because think about it, if the housing market starts to crash and you're building and giving out all these loans and giving out all these interest rates, and now your house is worth 60%, 70% of what it was, that's way worse than the value you just bought it at because now you just bought it super high and now it's worth way less than what you bought it at. And is that kind of what's happening with China right now? I think China's is way worse. And, and if, I think I mean, China's if over here. I think it's in the mortgage. So- because of how many lockdowns and things like that, people are not yes. being able to pay their mortgages, right? So Correct. the article that we read last week was that there's 30% default in China mortgages. 30%. Oh 30%. 30%. Now, oh, it was bad. one article that came out, it, and yeah, we haven't so seen anything since. So, so the, the, whether that's valid or not, I don't know. But it's not being talked about here in the States. And that's what's, that's what's bothering me the most. Because yeah. when I pull up this article, I'm going to read it. It's from Bloomberg. It says the real estate giant presented, uh, this was basically talking about their preliminary restructuring plan, presented uh, restructuring principles for its offshore debt in an exchange filing late Friday. That's this past Friday. The stakes are high with some $20 billion in dollar bonds among total liabilities of about $300 billion. Any restructuring could be among China's biggest ever. So oh. the, the numbers we're talking about is $300 billion us dollars right that they would oh that you know that they basically owe us that's mm -hmm. that's a that's a problem so what so basically what's happening is are these massive companies and these these massive people over in china basically banding together and saying well we're not going to pay it is that is that what's, what's probably what's probably going to end up happening is china the, the they swoop in and save the day right yeah. like they're kind of like the us does right like they they just print more money. They come print in, they money. say, here you go. You know, like Lehman Brothers got bailed out, right? So I think mm -hmm. Evergrande eventually is going to get bailed out because if China sees a dude, 30% default in mortgages, can you, like their economy will be in literal free fall. Well, and it says right here, it says right here, and this is the thing, amid turmoil, buy buyers across China have banded together and threatened to stop paying their mortgages. Right. Over 300 unfinished housing projects. Chinese government would have to bail out up to $150 billion. Yeah. 
So where are they going to get wow. that money from? They're going to uh, do the liquidity thing we were just talking about, or they're going to print it. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to print it. Yeah, they're going to print it. So this is and- this is. This is why this is so this is this is why Chris and Nick are so great at what they do. Chris has been digging into this for over a week, right? And we've been putting out the info saying, okay, Bitcoin's probably gonna dump soon. Everyone's still saying there's no way we've made the reversal, we're going up, there's no other black swan event that's gonna happen. This will be that one. Do I think Bitcoin can just go to 14k without a black swan event? No, I do not. I don't mm-hmm. think so. The Celsius thing, Adam brought up a great point the other day. The Celsius and Voyager thing was meant to drive Bitcoin down to 14, 13,000. It did not work. They failed, mm. right? So you have to have a black swan event now in order for Bitcoin to actually crash. Okay, Pat- well, here's my thing. Can we get our USD back first from Voyager? <laughs> Can you call Steven Ehrlich and be like, hey, dip shit. Can you come and bring back our USD first? Tell them, hey, we know this we Black Swan no event's money. happening. We need our money back, hey, brother. I'm we Chris need from Cheeky Crypto, and I have 130-some-odd <laughs> thousand followers, buddy. Well, apparently Chris has a little bit of pull. I don't know if his, I don't know if his videos <laughs> got put out and made, made Harmony change their mind, but you know, Harmony retracting their proposal the other day was very they interesting. Did. They, they sure did. did. That is interesting. And he did, a, he did a phenomenal video on that, like phenomenal. Yeah. That, I just, yeah. But anyways, back to the China thing. We'll, we'll wrap it up and then we'll move on. That To me, that will be the black swan event that sends crypto down, just like it did back in December 2021 when things started nosediving, mm-hmm. right? It was the Evergrande thing. Nick put it out this morning on his live stream. Sorry, yesterday morning was on his live stream. And you could see the article where that, that this is what it looked like on TradingView, right? And this is like an hourly view from when Evergrande's, it got put out into the, space that they had defaulted so now they've done it for the second time will the news will the news put it out that will be the ultimate question which if i don't think they will i'm not sure if they will because of the whole recession thing and gdp numbers and cpi numbers i think they just don't want it they don't want to create the fear in the market right now yeah, there's becoming so many black swan events that like are are there any other colored swans anymore? Like it's all just <laughs> not good. Yeah. At, well, and at what time are people? Are you just going to get the people that aren't selling no matter what anymore? Because there's going to become a time, like you said, down to 14k or whatever. There has to be something so drastically, so in front of your face, where honestly, I don't even look at my crypto anymore that much because I'm not selling it. Everything I have right now is never going to be sold. At least right now, it ain't. So it's like. I'm only buying more. How many people are in that spot right now versus not in that spot? What, what have you guys, so let's, let's move on. Let's talk about Celsius and Voyager. Um, has anything new happened for you guys? Because I did have a question. Um, again, Adam Bergman brought up some great points uh, as to what happens. First of all, you said you had USD and Voyager. Do you get that back? Okay, so USD and Voyager, I just did a video on this yesterday, which you guys can go look out as on our live. Um, and I didn't have time to talk it over with Chase. He's coming back into town this week. But I think, yes, you're going to get that back pretty quickly. However, so what happened, and they're, they're I think, about $3 million short in USD, even though they're saying this is equal to this equal, but it's, it's kind of misinterpreted in there, is that because people basically sent out their money because Voyager puts up. So, so Mike, if you put in USD, 
uh, out of your bank account, your ACH account, and you put it into Voyager, let's say $5,000. Voyager acknowledges that, deposits their own 5,000 USD into the FBO account until yours is withdrawn from your bank so you can start using it right away on the platform. Otherwise, they would have to wait all those days until you can start using it, right? But Voyager puts up the money for you. However, the, when people did that, they went and tried to withdraw or cancel or do a chargeback on their ACH, take their money out. Voyager had already put their money, Voyager's money in the FBO account. There's about $3 million missing now because people took their money out. So what's Voyager trying to do now is sell their crypto of those people that tried to be sneaky and take it out, or maybe not sneaky. I don't want to say that's wrong. I should retract that, but tried to be um, a little bit quicker with taking their money out and sell their crypto to pay for the USD Voyager had to put up. So that is the big issue right now with USD is that how do you get everybody's equal to everything when Voyager put up some money they shouldn't have had to. You, do y'all have USD tied up in Voyager? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We so what's do, uh, what's maybe. what's been what's been said about it? To, uh, to, do you guys get emails? Do you get updates? Do you have to talk to like customer service? Like what's the uh, deal? I we only I only do the court docs now because Chase said he's like every he's like the only you way you only do to, the court docs. I only look at the court doc oh, okay. because everything they do now has to go through the receivership. So if they don't go through the receivership. The only way the receivership is going to give it to the media is that they first have to have, to have it documented in the courts. So the court doc is available for everybody to see the second it's filed because it's filed via online. So as soon as it's filed to the second, you can see it, read it, and then the same time the media can get it and then write a let it write something on it. But Voyager can't even release something unless it's filed through the court because it's filed through the receivership, which is running the company technically. And then Voyager could write something on it basically the same time we could. Yeah. So you'd be wasting your time if you go through customer service or if you're waiting for Voyager to give you an yes. update on Twitter or anything like that. You might as well just go through the court docs court because docs. it's going to be way faster. And most people don't know how to read the court docs or interpret them. That's so then we have issue. to have Chase come in, tell us what they're doing. And then he really relays the message. And then we say that message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what? So people that are listening in or watching, if you guys are tied up in Voyager or if you're tied up in, say, Celsius, uh, I'm not sure if you guys, do y'all cover Celsius? Uh, not we, much. We have, but or not so much. Voyager, right? Yeah, just Voyager pretty so, much. So, so if you guys are tied up in Voyager, please make sure you go over to their channel because they're covering it quite a bit. They're tied up in it. Just mm -hmm. like IK here is tied up in Celsius. Uh, and so is Chris. They're both tied up in Celsius too. So, you know, please go subscribe to their, they, they talk about it weekly. They're updating you. They actually have lawyers who are looking at this shit. So really, really good. If you guys are involved in that to go over and get the explanation. So, cause not all, all of us can read court documents. No. <laughs> it's very difficult to do. My sister's a lawyer also, and I just don't want to do it. It's a pain. It is yeah. a pain. So my question to you guys, in, in, cause I think the way that Celsius and the Celsius and Voyager both are going through chapter 11. Is that correct? correct? Yes, correct. So my question to you is what happens if this prolongs and say Bitcoin does go up to like 28K, right? And now they actually have, now if they sold all those assets, now they have the money to pay you back. Can you be paid back or does it still everything have to go through and be determined by somebody else? So do you every, know that answer. 
Yeah, I do. Everything that they've done, they have completely written off their company. Voyager is now run by the receivership. The second you file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy voluntarily, and then you give orders to the receivership, they run your company for you. You have no more say. They can't do anything. So it protects them and it kind of protects you. And it's like if, if someone came after Steven, he'd be like, I ain't got nothing to do with it anymore. They they do everything and we just kind of sit here. So Who, every is the receivership big, the courts? It, it's a I think it's a company that comes in and does it. I would oh, have okay. to ask you, but no, it's not the courts. It's a company that comes in and does it. And then you can have customers vote and some other things like that but they will make all the decisions. And then eventually the judge will make the final decision on like, would you get paid back your Bitcoin as of when you lost it on July 5th and everything went to hell? Or will you get it paid back when it's $89,000 and we're two years down the road? You know what I'm saying? It, it would be right if Voyager and Celsius made everyone whole, right? Yes. And, and, they, and you got back because your assets are still sitting in there. So that means mm -hmm. those assets are making money. If, if the bull run bull run resumes and those assets appreciate you mm -hmm. should receive whatever that money is that day that you finally get it back yeah we have fifteen thousand dollars in v chain alone that's worth about 3800 right now and we yeah, put in 15 grand two years say it takes two years v chain goes back up to say 60 70 cents well now you're mm -hmm. sitting pretty right we're but sitting do you real actually pretty. Yeah, but do you actually get that money back? You never got the opportunity. That's the thing. It's tricky. Exactly right. Question. Yes. And my, so we don't know. My thought too, it would, it would it be, are they going to give you, we have, let's say a thousand V-chain or whatever your number is. Like, are, gonna, are they going to give you that amount of that coin? Or are they going to give you the dollar amount of what it's worth at some point along this process? Because they should know what you have in your wallet, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can pull it up. And yeah. You, you can, can look pull right it up. At I can, it I can like, show you right you now. Pull it up. Whatever the value to me, what would be right is whatever that value states, yes. the day that they're willing to pay you back should be what you get back. Now, exactly right. do they take, do they take, is there a screenshot taken from the day that they filed chapter bankruptcy of everyone's wallet? Oh, I'm sure. That says, okay, on this day, your V-chain was only worth, say, $2,000. Mm -hmm. You finally get your money back. V-chain's now worth $28,000. What do you get back? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And well, and here's the thing to combat that too is, or to go along with that, excuse me, is that they mainly gave out to Three Arrows Capital, USDC and Bitcoin, mainly Bitcoin. So is it going to affect people who mainly had Bitcoin on there different from where they're not lending out as much VeChain? So are people with VeChain more likely to get that back and people with Bitcoin likely to get less back? It's I mean, there's a nightmare. lot of freaking brain twisting questions that we could guess on, but we really don't know on. That's why you have to follow the court docs and follow the crypto boys because we'll keep you up to date. Yeah, because even your one sentence you just had right there, I tried to follow it, but in my ear, <laughs> in my ear, trying to go through my brain, it just was like Dude, it's uh -uh. a pretzel, bro. It's it's a it really, pretzel. it really was. Like I, yeah. I felt it in my mind, like a little like, bit of cinnamon sugar on top, sprinkled on top. <laughs> of that pretzel. That, that's Chase. That's that's just me verbalizing whatever Chase has sent me. So Colin just hurt my brain so much that I was like, all right, we're moving on to the next topic. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't continue to talk about it. But anyways, thanks for the update on the Voyager thing. I've yes. I've been curious. Because nothing's really come out about Voyager and about uh, Celsius uh, mm -hmm. lately. So I guess everything's just kind of tied up in courts and stuff like that. But let's get into, let's talk about portfolios. And let's talk about, you know, something positive, right? I feel like this whole podcast has been kind of negative. Um, interested how you guys set up your portfolios. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this. But 
interested how you set up your portfolios. What, what, what do you hold uh, the most of? What is your plan moving forward? Obviously, we're about maybe at the bottom of a bear market. What are you looking to do and how would you structure your portfolio? I'm curious to get how you guys do it. Yeah, we have a couple different. So, so the way that we have it set up is Joe P has an account, Colin C has an account, and then the Crypto Boys have an account, right? So, so we kind of have our own take on things and what we want to buy. I mean, you know, if if Colin wants to buy a crap ton of silo, he does that with himself, you know. Whereas the Crypto Boys, we kind of make the decision of like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I think this is probably the best play for right now. Um, what what's probably our biggest? I mean, we had we had four big purchases for sure. Yeah, our biggest um, holding is Harmony. Is Harmony? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's Harmony between the two oh, of us. Stop. Question: Are you yes. still holding all of that? Yes. And we, and we bought more. We bought more two days ago. Really? That's mm-hmm. put to spin That's, on that, things. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a bad play. Maybe it's a good play. We mm-hmm. don't know. Why what did you feel it? comfortable buying more? Here's the thing is that we have always preached and honestly, and Joe said it best before he said, if we get out of it and we decide harmony is not for us anymore, we will tell you that day and say, you know what? We licked our wounds. We're going to take the tax right off and sell it. We bought more because we got into harmony, believing in Steven, believing in the team, believing in the tech they have behind it. And we've sent transactions back and forth between each other as two second finality. It freaking works one hack, one bridge is going to bring down this whole ecosystem that we checked on a million times. We just don't believe it to be true. We think we did better research than just boom, one bad thing goes wrong. You jump off ship and you find something new or you find something else. We just, we're like, no, we still believe in them. We think they'll figure it out. I'm still just back and forth. I don't know why I'm back and forth. I just, maybe I just have a bad taste with everything that happened, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't get bullish for some reason. I don't know if it's just a gut instinct or whatever. I just can't get bullish on Harmony. I don't know why. It is a great project, like you just said. I, I love the fact that the leadership team actually finally listened to, like somebody in a leadership mm-hmm. position listened to their community and then yeah. did something right for the community. Now that, to me, was a bullish sentiment for Harmony, in my yeah. opinion. So will I get involved? I think it will depend on what price Harmony gets down to. That, that, that's my opinion. And, and if they continue to do the right things moving forward with the proposal and things like that. Now, if they put out another shitty proposal, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to get involved. But anyways, back to portfolio. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. Uh, me personally, how I like to structure like the, the Joe P side of things. This is completely against, you know, it's, it's not Colin. It's not crypto boys. I try to have about 40% um, between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, the the next 30% is layer ones, no matter what it is, whether it's Cardano or whether it is one or whether it's Algorand or whatever. I want I want one of those like strong L1s to be the other 30%. Now, the last 30% for me personally is something else, a, a DGen play, you know, some some a sologenic or um, you know, a silo or, or something. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. If this hits. It's gonna be awesome, and and that's kind of my take there. That's where I sit, just as like top of the top of the iceberg, right there of like where I personally feel I, I like to be. Joe, how many how many coins do you like to hold? Um, right, I would say probably I feel I feel happiest between probably four and eight or nine. Oh, so you put a bunch of money into projects then? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yes. got you. Yeah, so I not really spreading like it out, but projects. more like dumping a bunch of money. 
like say 4k into whatever and then or whatever the number be you know a thousand dollars in one yes. project type deal gotcha that's what i that's what i personally like to I, i'm i'm very similar to to how you set up colin how do you how do you structure yours i'm a little different so i have about 15 to 20 percent in bitcoin and ethereum and here's the thing though i always buy every week a little bit of bitcoin because i got screwed not having some bitcoin with my portfolio um, when my portfolio was as high as it was and, and then it died off but i am much more risky i am looking for projects that i truly believe in that can run up and do a whole lot of research on them and i'm throwing fat bags at it my third largest holding right now is silo which is about a 10 million dollar market cap project <laughs> Which is which is which has literally been the little guy holding up my entire portfolio. Don't get me wrong, but and then what else happens is that I go typically with these projects that I believe can. We got to change the battery here real quick, but that's okay. Uh, I believe that we'll have a hundred x potential. It's not that I don't have a percentage. I have more of like a feeling of where I'm going to be. Like where I had almost ninety percent of my portfolio in ADA, then I sold a lot of my ADA because I knew it was going to go under my, uh, my original cost. And then I'm going to dump it all back into Ada. So I'm a little bit different than Joe. I'm not as smart. I'm not as like just perfectly chiseled out exactly what my portfolio is. I'm more of on the fly crypto investor. I'm more of like, yeah. Hey, that's what I, I do. That's kind of how I've been, but let me ask you. So, so are you DCAing weekly into Bitcoin? Yes, Bitcoin. We've been talking about this. So we've been talking about this and we're going to start covering it more and more and more. How to structure a portfolio, how to DCA, what people do. Um, so so throw out a number. It doesn't have to be your actual number. What what percentage do you put in weekly into your Bitcoin as far as a DCA mindset? Monday, seven o'clock, I put in a hundred dollars every Monday. I do the same thing That's only what I do. every every payday. So every other week I put a hundred bucks into Bitcoin. And how has that worked for y'all as far as accumulating Bitcoin over time? Really awesome when it sits in Voyager. I don't even look at it because it's in Voyager. <laughs> 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 so thanks a lot, Mike. Shut your uh, mouth. <laughs> sorry about that. Didn't mean to bring that up. Um, uh, all right. We so do have we do have Bitcoin mining though. That's actually we did we just hit a full Bitcoin. So boom. You know, no big oh, deal there, big boys. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, so, so tell me about the crypto boys then, because you guys have your separate ones, but how's the crypto boys work? Uh, we just, we just talked about it with each other. We hold XRP. Um, we hold Sologenic. We hold Harmony, which is our biggest. We hold one Ethereum and then we hold $2,500 worth of Bitcoin. Oh, we hold $2,500 worth of VeChain too. Do you DCA that portfolio? Uh, we do not that portfolio. No. We only D we, we only have so much DCA money, <laughs> so we need to DCA our own money into our own portfolios. <laughs> so, so what, what made you guys just out of curiosity, what made y'all do uh crypto boys portfolio? That's a good question. You know, I think it came down to, we both get to make the decision at that mm -hmm. point, as opposed to like, well, is it your money or is it my money? So yes. um, we decided, Hey, we have this business. I mean, it's set up as an LLC. We have a partnership between it. So we wanted to like have something in it together. Um, kind of, I don't know if it held us more. Some sort of value. Or what. Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, yeah. and if, if you don't, if there's anything anybody gets from Joe and I, if we're all in, we're all in like issues with it. Like that's all we do. That's all we think about. So when we were making this decision to switch, switch just to crypto, we, the first thing we said is, if we're all in, we need to have something that binds us together 
other than just this LLC that my brother made for free. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to actually have something. So it was where you're going to take five grand. I'm going to take five grand and we're going to invest it together. And that's what we did. That's great. I think that's cool. Yeah. The DCA, you know, there, so many people have different ways of investing in their percentages. Even the three of us, me, IK and Joey, three different, totally ways of investing into crypto, right? Joey mm -hmm. probably holds 50 or 60 projects. He holds Holy that in what? God. What's he do? Just got 10 cents in each one. What? I don't know how. Okay, so I don't know how much money Joey has. Obviously, we don't really discuss. Yeah, but he, it's it's roughly it's a big number of projects that Joey likes to be in. Wow. He just likes to spread his bets, and he I think he calls it more of like a hobbyist mentality, right? He likes yeah. to be involved. He likes the the research into projects, and then if he likes a project, he'll put some, put a little bit of money into it. Maybe it's even if it's just fifty bucks, right? Yeah, you know who knows that project might one day partner with Mark Zuckerberg, like Rose happened, right? And then the pump happens and then you can sell it, make a little bit of money. And then I you have it. And then you have Emran, old school, right? Mm -hmm. Big into Bitcoin, holds Ethereum, but then he's just got a bunch of USDT sitting on the side. And I think he's going to end up, what he told me, and I'll let him tell you guys one day, but I think he told me he's going to go into about 10 or 15 projects, but he's just going to dump all his money into those projects. I don't know if he looks at it from a percentage standpoint or whatever, and then I am more so, I don't have any Bitcoin. I have no Ethereum. My largest holding will be ADA, followed by VeChain, SDAO, AGIX. Ah. So big into SDAO and AGIX. So I, I like the risky play, Colin, kind of like you. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see this moonshot with a big percentage. But it's also, look, any, for me, any projects that are going to survive the bear market that we're in right now, I feel like they're very strong, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. And the stuff that Estal is working on, the stuff that AGIX is working on, Dr. Ben Gertzel is a brainiac magician. So he's going to make sure that company's, you know, doing legit stuff. I just think a big part of my portfolio is probably going to be those two projects right there. Obviously, I'll probably get involved in Gala, Sandbox, Zillica, back and forth on Harmony, Kadena. I might get back into it. I'm not sure. But I'll probably mm -hmm. hold anywhere from 10 to 12 projects, roughly. Yeah. That sounds about right. But bro. ADA will probably be about 30% of my portfolio. Mm -hmm. Roughly. You know, and, and ADA has been proven to, to withstand bear markets. You yes. know, so yep. even if the, the hard fork, the Vazel hard fork doesn't, you know, it gets pushed back, which it did, okay. right? Um, it did get pushed back a little bit. Even if that happens, everyone in ADA is kind of like, sick, whatever. whatever. We don't care. We're sticking around regardless. Um, so it's a strong project. And I mean, that it has massive potential, you know, with everything that it's, it's going to, so. it's going to explode and it's going to like catch so many people off guard. Right. But it's people so that are like, so boring. It's fine. Yeah. They're it's like fine. bullish on, on say ETH and Solana and Avalanche and all this shit. And then all the ADA maxis, right. That have just stuck by it are going to make a freaking fortune off of it because of the amount of projects that are about to be built on it. Well, Ledger, Ledger just added a hundred, I think it was a hundred projects onto their, uh, oh God, I'm not going to describe it right. Something to do with Cardano. They added a hundred, my brain's not working. Developers, didn't they? Yes, I think so. Something mm -hmm. like that. I will get the actual article for the people yeah. that are watching. Sorry, I didn't. But it's just so much more bullish and bullish and bullish and bullish stuff keeps coming out about them. Go ahead. I I didn't mean well, to cut here, you off, Colin. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. So here, and here's my thing about ADA, and I'm going to tie it to Harmony, is that why we're so bullish on Harmony, if you looked at ADA last time, it went to what, a dollar, last bull run, it went to a dollar 17 cents. 
it went down to a penny. Everybody said it's not coming back. Charles Hoskinson is too old. It's too slow. He, he's late on deadlines. He's all this stuff. And now it's like one of the best projects. It goes up to 310. This one, I feel like Harmony, 35 cents down to a penny, could even go a little bit lower. It, it, if it withstands a hack and it gets out of this bull run or this bear market and it just squeaks through, do you have any idea what that project could do? I mean, I, it's unbelievable. I agree with you. Unreal. I think, look, if the proposal for Harmony goes well and they get everything sorted out, I, Harmony is a great project. And I've been bullish on Harmony until, you know, IK is a governor on one of the DAOs. Yeah. There's always a bunch of shit going on with the DAOs. Always. Half the DAO people haven't been paid. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem in my eyes, yes. right? That leadership's not stepping in and taking control of the DAO situation and trying to figure out a way to better suit their community. I, to me, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know what's going on in your community, then that's a problem. So uh I think it's an awesome project, though. I agree with you guys. I, I, I will probably end up getting involved in Harmony, to be honest, mm -hmm. especially if it gets down to a penny. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No One doubt penny then. would be insane. All right. Last question. Are there any random projects that have come up on your, like, mind lately or that you've seen and you're like, hmm, that's curious. I'm curious about that. Anything new? I bought $500 worth of chain link yesterday. <laughs> I said new, Colin. <laughs> well, go, just go, go ahead and ask me why. It's new to me. Why? I had any chain link. I don't know. <laughs> I just had 500 extra bucks. Someone gave me cash to the gym for and I put it into chain link. I don't uh, know. That's my answer. DCA yeah. your way. To, DCA, DCA your way into it. Hey, look, Chainlink's a great project. Very volatile project. Mm. In fact, that is a project I'm going to get involved with. However, I do think it's going to go down to like three bucks. It very well could. I can't wait for it to go down to three bucks. I'm going <laughs> to buy so much Chainlink at three bucks. Joe P, how about you, man? Anything? You got, you got new? Honestly, I'll, I'll be straight up with you guys. No. No, it's not fun. It's not sexy. I've just been sitting back and just kind of absorbing the the current projects that I'm in. I'm trying to do a little bit more research with the ones that we are in um, and just make sure that this is where I want to be and this is the position I'm in and which one I want to build more. Um, I'm not stepping into new untouched territories as of right now. We still got a lot of time, in my opinion, in this bear market. So I feel like Things are going to go down, better entry prices. I need to start doing some more research and for better projects or newer projects. So um, I need to start picking that back up. Does it have anything to do with uh, most of our USD being locked up in Voyager? <laughs> 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 that we're just like, well, maybe no, no, that's no, like, the main reason. What about you, know. Mike? What are you looking at? You got anything on your radar? Uh, yeah, Polyswarm. Okay. Ah, Polyswarm okay. for me is a new one. Uh, waiting for it to go down. I do own some Kopi. Uh, oh, you do. Yeah, I do own Kopi. I bought it a little too high. It's down lower now. And I also own Charlie three, which is an Oracle that has the potential to be the Oracle for Cardano. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to do some research into that. I, yeah. I, I think there's the potential for it to be, cause I think Chainlink and Cardano had a falling out. Yes. So who's going to be the Oracle for Cardano. That's going to be the one that I feel is going to make the most money. So Charlie three, um, Kopi. Yes. I I'm excited for Kopi. I think it's gonna be a dope ass game and slash metaverse. Like I think it's going to be cool. Obviously Gala, Zillica, Sandbox. I'll be involved in Matic, uh, but new projects. There is a couple that Chris has been kind of researching a little bit. And once we find out you guys will be the first ones to know, but a couple of projects, you know, Chris searches and searches for new projects mm -hmm. kind of like 
that's how he kind of like got into uh what harmony at half a cent and mm-hmm. then polygon at half a cent things like that so stay tuned we we'll will let waiting. you yeah, we'll be waiting. we will let you know we will let you know but anyways boys let's wrap it up you guys want to chat about your youtube real quick make sure the viewers if because we might have some new ones explain what crypto boys is all about and then we'll just wrap it up Absolutely. Crypto boys, we started our journey doing fitness stuff. We have switched to all crypto all the time, and that's it. Uh, We do lives every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We put out a five-minute video on Sunday, and then periodically during the week, whether it's Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Friday, or sometimes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, whenever, we post a couple other videos specifically hitting on uh, big topics right now. We're big into Voyager. We're hitting a lot of that. We're big into Harmony. We're hitting a lot of that. And then we have a couple other videos, in-depth reviews, things like that that we do um, every single week. So, yeah, we're, we're rolling with it. Um, if you guys would, that'd be awesome. You know, check, check these guys out. You guys already know you already, already subscribed to their channel, or if you're not, you should be, um, hop on all of their channels. Cause they have a lot of good stuff going. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. We, we love watching you guys, man. Look, I love short videos sometimes. Right. So I don't mind a quick, like today, Colin put out a quick five minute. Boom. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, perfect. I need to watch that before I get on here. So, uh, it's good stuff. You guys are putting out some good content. So guys, if you haven't. I'm going to give you a second now. When we are done with this, please go over to their channel, hit their subscribe button, man, and go like all their videos. It helps the algorithm, right? All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Smash the like, smash the subscribe button, and we will catch you in the next one. Later.